0: everyone. Welcome to the beauty and behavior podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to a new week and a new episode. I wanted to start off today letting you know that my new program, Reinvention, is open for enrollment. Um, There are a limited number of seats. So if you are ready for change, if you have tried to create change in the past and you have found that It doesn't last or it wasn't sustainable. Reinvention is all about creating sustainable, permanent change, lasting change. So if you are feeling kind of stuck in your life, like I was at one point, I was kind of feeling like I needed to move on, but really what else would I do? Um, I didn't really know what the changes were I wanted. I just kind of felt like this wasn't it. Um, So if you're feeling that way or if you often worry about what other people are thinking about you or you're worried about messing up your kids or you find yourself exhausted from taking care of everyone else except yourself, or maybe you have that belief of I'm not enough. Like, well, other people can change or that person changed. You were able to change because you're you. I can't do it because I'm me. That is not true. That is feeling not enough. And if you find yourself also oftentimes trying to prove yourself, right? Like trying to prove that you're good enough or looking for validation, this Program is for you. Reinvention is not just for parents; it is for anyone who wants to create, um, who just wants, who wants to feel better in their life and have healthier relationships in their life, um, more connected relationships. And reinvent. I do have a few. Spots left in my parenting program, Um, and reinvention is now a part of that of the parenting program, also. So, reinvention is a standalone program and it's also part of the parenting program. So, if you are ready to create sustainable, lasting change and cultivate deeply connected relationships. Then get on my calendar and let's have a conversation. And I'm going to put my Calendly link in my calendar link in the show notes um, for your convenience. As uh, my team and I build my new website, so my new website is going to be being revealed in the next coming weeks, the next few weeks, um, as we start to reveal some changes going on in beauty and behavior. So for now, get on my calendar and let's talk about reinvention. It is transformational. So, okay. So let's get into today's topic. I was having a conversation with my husband um, one day. And we were talking about, so my husband is an avid golfer. He actually, he played um, professional golf for a short time. He's been PGA certified. He teaches lessons. He put on, puts on clinics. He's put on clinics for young kids, you know, all the, all the stuff. And he's teaching one of our grandkids how to play the game. And he was talking about how he's noticing that our grandson wants to be able to like go out and just play as well as my husband does and can't understand why can't I play that well. And my husband's been talking to him about, do you know how long it took me to practice these, learn these skills and then practice them and then, you know, be competent at them and then finally master them. And as we talked about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like life. This this is life skills. Um, You know, we come into the awareness that, oh, there can be a different way of uh, navigating life, of navigating parenting. And we look at all the things that now... Um, We see in our traditional uh, model that might not be very helpful. In fact, a lot of it is hurtful. Let's just be truthful here. Um, And then we are like, oh my gosh, I need to quit doing all of that stuff. And I did it all wrong. And now I need to do it this way. And... Even though, even when we're open, even when we're open to going, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to learn new skills because I want to do it differently. So then we start learning new skills, and then what happens is it's like, well, why can't I just do this? Why can't I? It's kind of like, why can't I just flip from being conditioned to doing it, doing you know things one way? Why can't I just flip and now just do them another way? And it's because that's how our brain is wired, right? We were conditioned to show up in the world a certain way. And so our brain wired to show up that way and to keep us safe and all the stuff. And when we start to learn a new way, we can't just be masters at it. It takes a lot of reflection. It takes um, some awareness, right? We have to be aware of what it is we want to create change around. And then it takes practice, right? We need to practice. And we need to fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up. Because we need the contrast, right? We need the contrast of... This is effective and this is not. And we we need to know, oh, I'm over here and I actually want to be over here. So as we learn new skills of how we want to show up in the world, like we don't want to be so reactive, we want to be more responsive, then that takes awareness around what is causing my reaction and how... Can I, and, and then it takes practice, right? It takes practice of deciding um, how I want it to look instead and then practicing that. It takes lots and lots of practice to learn new skills. It takes us as adults lots and lots of practice to learn new skills. And it takes children lots and lots of practice. To learn new skills um, in their life, a lot of times we think we want you know we say, "Well, I've told you that three times, or I've told you that five times. I shouldn't have to tell you anymore." Well, if they have, if they're not doing it, they haven't learned it yet. They haven't learned. They haven't mastered it. Let's say it that way. They haven't mastered it. So when we master a skill. We're able to do it without even thinking about it, right? We just do it. When we are just learning new information, or not just, but when we are learning new information, we have to kind of process that, take it in, um, look at the new information, compare that with, the old information. Oh, this was, this was how I was doing it. This is how I want to do it. How does that exactly fit into my life, um, in these different scenarios? Because we can take information in and usually we take the information in and go, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. This is how I want to do it. And then we start, you know, we start practicing it into our daily lives. And it's like, oh, well that didn't go the way I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Um, And that's great. That's part of the learning, right? Maybe it's I need more information. Maybe it's I need to look at this from another angle. Maybe it's I need more practice at it. Or maybe I need to tweak it a little bit. Because here's the deal too. There is not a wrong or a right about it. We have learned that there is a right way and a wrong way. But there is your way. And not, there can be like a framework, but then you get to individualize that and how it fits into your life with your child in your home. Because not, we're all human. We have lots of similarities, but there's uniqueness about us and unique situations and experiences. Um, And so we need to Kind of play with it and not be, yeah, maybe we not need to not be so serious about it. Maybe we need to play with it and go, oh, wow, I didn't like the way that felt. And we can adjust from there. And we just keep adjusting until we meet our highest goal. And so it takes lots and lots of practice and more information and tweaking and all of this before we even become competent at a skill. So like for my grandson or anybody else who's learning how to play golf or any other type of skill, any other type of sport, you got to learn, you know, the basics, right? You got to learn how to hold the club. You got to learn where to place the ball in relation to the club. You got to learn how to, you know, swing it, how to move your body. And you're not going to try this three to five times and then go, okay, I got it. No, it takes lots and lots and lots of practice and maybe some tweaking. Maybe your grip needs to change just a bit. Maybe, you know, your stance has needs to change just a bit. And it's funny because um, with golf in particular, it's all about getting out of your head and into your body and being aware of what it feels like as you swing that club um, and you're not going to do well if you're too in your head and trying to control it. And so it's we have these conversations about, my husband's talking about golf, and then I'm applying it, the same concepts, really, to life. Because the same is true in life. If you're all in your head and you're trying to control everything around you or everyone around you, it is not going to be effective, and you'll, you are going to get resistance, and it creates power struggle, right? It creates power struggles in our relationships. And the same thing with golf. If you are trying to control that club and trying to control where, um, you know, how the game is going to end up and you are in a power struggle, um, you have to relax, get into your body, trust. There's a lot of trust with it that your body will know what to do as you swing that club as in life. There is a lot of trust. We need to trust ourselves, And I think we need to know that our children are a lot more capable, I think sometimes, than we give them credit for. They are capable of having all of their feelings, you know, the the uncomfortable ones as well as the comfortable ones. And the thing is, if we don't allow them to have uncomfortable convers- or, um. If we don't allow them to have uncomfortable feelings and move through uncomfortable situations, you know, our reaction might be to rescue them. Um, But what we're really doing is rescuing ourselves because it's uncomfortable for us to see our children uncomfortable or even anybody else around us. We were not taught how to um, feel our emotions. It was more of suppress them. Just, you know, don't show them, don't have them. Just, you know, they're in the way, you know, brush them aside. And what we now know is that um, that impacts us greatly. They grow and then we're like projecting them all over the place, blowing up. So as we learn how to handle our emotions You know, we talk a lot about um, self-regulation and regulating and managing our emotions, but we have to have them. We have to be able to feel them and feel the discomfort of that. And when we are able to lean into the feelings, allow them to be there, um, you know, really have a relationship with our feelings, and we move through them, getting to the other side, Without power struggle and all the drama is very, very powerful. But it also takes allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable. And we live in a culture of you know discomfort aversion. You know, we avoid any type of discomfort, whether it's physical. Or emotional, we don't want to have physical comfort, we or discomfort, we don't want to have emotional discomfort. And we really need to teach ourselves that's a new skill of learning how to sit in our discomfort and allow it to work through us. Just like if you're learning to play the game of golf or any other sport. You have to kind of suck at it first, right? And have the discomfort of not being a master at it or even competent at it. You have to first allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to suck at it. And that's the same way in parenting or in anything in life. When we're creating change, you got to let yourself suck at it. And allow yourself to build on that and sh- build the muscle for whatever you're working towards. Um, because if you just quit and say, nope, I'm going back the other way. This way is easier. Then you're not going to ever learn the new skill. Like in golf, if, if you just go, you know what? I can't be good right away. I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to play the game anymore. And you can do that. Absolutely. And you just will never learn how to play golf or whatever it is, whatever sport it is you thought you would like to play because you are not um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to be uncomfortable and to not be good at something because we've learned, oh, be good, be good, be good, be good. And I, I, I completely understand this because I had made an unconscious promise to myself at one point in my life that I'm not going to do anything that I am not really good at. Like, I am going to be the best at it if I'm even going to try it. Otherwise, forget it. And what happened was that limited me to a very small, uh, you know, life experiences because I wasn't re- willing to open myself up to be vulnerable, to take risk to not be good at something, to suck at it. And when I learned to do that, it was super uncomfortable. And it allowed me to have many, many, many more enriching experiences in my life. So our our traditional model uh, creates this perfectionist, mindset that I've always got to do it right. I've always got to do it well, be good. Um, you know, don't be wrong. Don't make mistakes. And if we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes, then we're not going to build our skill set. We have to allow ourselves to make mistakes in order to know Um where we wanna go instead. So if we avoid the discomfort of making mistakes, we also don't build resilience. And resilience is the ability to tolerate discomfort and move through challenges that are inevitably going to come along because life is full of challenges that's just a fact, right? So we we get through one challenge and then it's kind of like, we're like, ooh, home free forever now. And, you know, the next week something else comes along. We're like, oh my gosh, now what's this? Um, so when we build, when we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable, to have those uncomfortable feelings, um, you know, it, it, and it's painful, but when we allow ourselves to move through that, it is so liberating on the other side to know how capable we are. In fact, that builds confidence. You know, a lot of times people are like, how do, how do I raise children who are confident? Well, a big one is having the confidence that they can handle their uncomfortable feelings. When we move through discomfort and get to the other side, that builds confidence. We know we're capable and we need to hold our children capable and other people capable of handling their feelings. We don't need to take care of other people's feelings. It's not our job. And it's not their job to take care of our feelings. That is our job. And that in itself is a new skill to learn. How do I allow people to have their feelings without taking them on myself? Right? That's a practice. I'm going to own my feelings and I am not going to blame my feelings on you. And neither am I going to take ownership of your feelings. That's a skill that we can practice over and over and over and over. Fall down, get up, fall down, get up. Notice. Noticing is the key in building new skills like this. It's noticing that, oh, I just rescued my kid or I just rescued, you know, whoever it was. I'm rescuing. I'm in this rescue role. Okay. And we notice it without beating ourselves up because then it's like, oh, I need to be different. You know, we, we get into this thing where we think we need to be fixed. If you're just learning how to play golf and you, you don't, you suck at it at first, it's not because you need to be fixed. It's because you need to practice a new skill. Same way with parenting, same way with life skills. It's not, we, we can suck at life skills sometimes, and we can build new skills. And taking ownership of the skills we don't want to have anymore is a part of the process. So saying, oh my gosh, I'm yelling. Um, there I go again. Oh, geez, I yelled again. Instead of that, say, oh, I noticed I was yelling. There it is. There, Oh, there it was again. So put curiosity around that. Hmm, what's happening before that? What's happening around that? What was happening in my life this week or, you know, The day before, or whatever it was, you know, noticing it, noticing it, not beating ourselves up about it. We don't have to try and get rid of it. We actually just need to take ownership of it and say, Yep, I do yell, and I'm practicing a new skill. I'm practicing bringing in more skills so I don't have to rely on yelling. It's really not about. Getting rid of the yelling because what you resist persists. So taking ownership of it. If you're learning a new sport, here I was, you know, using the analogy of golf. Doesn't you know when when you want to improve in the game, you don't say, "Oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at this." That doesn't make you better. You take ownership of. Yeah, I I'm not as good at this as I want to be yet. And I'm willing to continue to practice. And that's what it takes, a willingness, a willingness to practice and not be a master at it right away. And so as we practice and practice and bring in more information and we're noticing we're taking, you know, we're, we're taking ownership of all of it, then we move into becoming competent, Right? Where we can um, use these new skills most of the time, but, you know, sometimes not because it's, this isn't perfection. Right? So, you know, the golf skills are going pretty good. I put a lot of things into place. Um, but there are still things that need to be tweaked, and I have to be really aware of what. Um, feels good, what doesn't, and start tweaking, right? And so that's what we do in the parenting or in just in our life, and our relationships. Um, we get new skills and we can apply them a lot of the time, but we have still have to be very aware. Um, it doesn't just come naturally. And when we're learning new skills, we got to remember that they're going to feel unnatural, and, you know, when we start showing up differently with our kids or with our partner, with their mother, you know, they're really kind of like, what is this? Um, and we just allow that, that, yep, it's different. And that sometimes holds us back too is that, well, people are going to judge me if I change or you know, um, you know, really it's us judging ourselves. Uh, so, so, and then that goes back to, um, Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. But so anyway, then we we become, you know, competent where, you know, we are really aware of putting these skills into our life. And eventually, we can master them. Mastery is when we really don't even have to think about it. It just comes to us naturally. And that doesn't mean perfection. Mastery is not perfection. It just means... You know, this is what I do, and I don't really have to think about it anymore. Just like I think a lot of us are masters at avoid, avoidance, right? We are masters at avoidance strategies, or um, uh, we're masters at, I think a lot of times, uh, symptom relief. We're masters at symptom relief, taking care of the symptom, but we don't get to the root cause. Um, So we can be masters at that. We don't even have to think about it. We just do it, right? We just go to the refrigerator and eat even though we're not hungry. You know, That's an avoidance strategy. We go shopping even though the credit card is full. That's an avoidance strategy. We just do these things. So we can master new skills too, but it does take time. And we can enjoy the journey there. Right? It doesn't have to be This, again, perfectionist mindset. We can enjoy the journey of falling down, getting back up, building that resiliency muscle. And yeah, just enjoying all the parts of it. Because here's the truth. Our pain is the result of the stories that we wrap around facts, And that is the work that we do in reinvention. So like I said, reinvention is now open for enrollment. So get on my calendar and see how you can learn some new information, apply it in your life, and become the master of your life and lead your life with confidence. All right, everybody, have a great week. And we'll meet back here again next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at dianesorenson.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.